Do you want to uncover some of the revolutionary ways CGI technology is used in the military for training, planning, data visualization, and propaganda, and discover how it enables realistic simulations, virtual environments, and more? Well, don't miss this episode, 2307, where Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG bros, will be diving into the subject when they answer the commonly asked question, how is CGI being used in the military? On the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the CG Insider Podcast. If you're a returning fan to our podcast, it's great to see you again. And if you're new to our podcast, a special welcome to you. And in today's episode of the CG Insider Podcast, Sean and I will be providing an answer to another great question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecdbros.com. Uh, this time by Shelly R. from Santa Rosa, California. And Shelly asks us, how is CGI being used in the military? I'm Bill Johnson, an industry veteran, and I specialize in 3D animation and VFX for over 20 years. And I'm Sean Johnston, his brother. I'm a professional CG artist and animator in the video games industry with over 20 years of experience as well. And uh, today I'm currently a full-time animation director, and we're grateful to be your host for this edition of today's podcast. By the end of the discussion today, you'll not only know how CGI is being used in the military, but you'll also get some background on specific cases uh, for the CGI technology use in the military. And also be sure to stay to the end where we'll be sharing some of our thoughts on where this technology is headed in the future. And thanks, thanks again. Yeah, I was just saying, thanks for asking that question, Shelly. I wasn't <laughs> sure if that was me or not. Uh, you know, Sean, we've seen you know movies where elite soldiers and military uses high-tech gadgets and weapons to take down all of our foreign enemies and uh, those things just aren't in the movies. A lot of them is, is, is Hollywood. But, you know, a lot of that tech is actually being used in the military uh, in the form of computer, computer graphics. And, um, you know, there's a pretty long history of, of some of this technology. Um, you know, it's, and, it's, and it's come quite a ways since it's, you know, its initial use in the, in the old days. But, uh, you know, we're going to cover some of those things in our discussion today. So uh, why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, the background of CGI uh, in the military there, Sean? Yes, and I wonder if they uh, have any simulations where they're actually shooting down balloons. That'd be interesting, huh? Well, if, you know, computer-generated Time, images... Timely, if not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, CGI imagery uh, goes back in the military basically till around the 1960s and early 70s when the Air Force actually created uh, a, their first flight simulator using uh, basic wireframe graphics. Um, that's basically the first instance using computer graphics to, uh, to simulate military operations. But basically, around 1968, um, I think you can kind of contribute uh, Evans and Sutherland, uh, Evans, David Evans and Ivan Sutherland, who uh, founded Evans and Sutherland, a computer graphics company. Um, they basically were two computer scientists, and they developed um, high-performance computer graphics systems for military applications as well as commercial. And I, I would say they're, they're probably recognized as one of the first companies to use raster graphics, uh, which allowed for a display of realistic images on the computer screens. Um, and so that's kind of a, a little bit of a history uh, on this. Um, during that time, um, there's, there's also, uh, they developed a global positioning systems, um, which were basically, um, you know, used obviously in the military. And, and the system relied heavily on those computer graphics as well uh, for imaging and navigation and mapping and things like that. But really didn't start getting into... Um, you know, advanced simulation technologies until like the 1980s and, and 1990s when they're using CGI uh, a lot. And so I'd say that they're starting to use that um, then, and then they're also using it for 
not only flight simulators, but battle simulations and strategic planning. Um, so that's kind of where some of the history of it. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, CGBI, as you mentioned, has, has been around for a couple of decades and really got going in the 80s. And they, back then, though, they were they're primarily using using it for, uh, you know, surveillance and uh, reconnaissance type type of efforts and, and, and basically surveying and getting the, the detailed maps of, of, of enemy, enemy territory. And, um, you know, they've come a long way, uh, actually. I mean, some actually, it has been 40, 40 or 50 years, Bill. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> so, long did I, what did I say? A, a, the 80s? Oh, my decades. gosh. You know, you how said time a flies, decades. right? <laughs> okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, it's, it's just really an interesting uh, progression, how, how that technology uh, has evolved over time and, you know, to, to current day, where, you know, it's used for everything from, you know, like you said, uh, you know, virtual reality and augmented reality and uh, surveillance, uh, other, high, you know, uh, simulation type of, of uh, scenarios, and uh, as well as, um, you know, training. So uh, did I say training? I think I did. You did. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's basic. some of the, the, the most common, sim, uh, common applications of CGI basically today um, is simulation and training, like we mentioned. Basically, they're using virtual training environments to simulate real world scenarios. Um, a lot of times this allows soldiers to practice and improve their skills without putting themselves in harm's way. Um, and then there's also NVG. I don't know if you remember what that is. Um, that's, that's night vision goggles, actually. It's a, it's a nice uh, uh, term for that, where you're basically simulating experiencing using night vision technology in wor real-world situations um, and allowing, again, those, those soldiers to practice night vision equipment, become more familiar with them, uh, the capabilities and the limitations of those. Um, there's some, like I mentioned earlier, mission planning, uh, where they have detailed 3D models of terrain, buildings, and other structures, um, really detail, which they can help uh, in planning uh, military operations. Absolutely, and you know, the nice thing about some of that stuff is, is it's you can do that. It's a it, you're in a controlled environment. I mean, you can control you know everything that happens, and so you know it's you can run. I mean, that, and that's most one of the most effective ways of training is is you know repeating you know scenarios where you you basically you go through it so many times and you you and you change it up. It's not like you go through the exact same terrain or the exact same room or whatever. But you know you go through this training enough, it becomes second nature to you, and that's really the and in a controlled environment where you can control the, the everything that goes on, and that's that's a huge advantage when it comes to, to training of combat. Soldiers. Yes, and you can also use uh, um, tactical uh, training where you've actually had a particular situation happen, uh, let's say overseas, and they can simulate that exact altercation or, um, you know, where they've been attacked or, or you know, IEDs. Um, also, you know, a lot we, we talk about, I think the majority of, of what they're using it for is obviously simulations. And so a lot of it is for example, this particular uh, SAF, SAF TAC, they have simulations for um, helicopters um, where you can um, land on helicopters or land on um, using helicopters to land on different, uh, you know, picking up soldiers um, without actually, you know, real soldiers. You're using simulated um, stuff. They also have tank simulations, uh, simulators. They also have caravan simulations. Um, there's uh, jets. And here's here's something I didn't realize is they were, they were simulating after a lot of the stuff that happened in Iraq with IEDs, they actually had um, a simulation built of an of a Humvee and what would happen if they actually got in a, an IED situation or they got attacked where they lost um, you know the vehicle couldn't couldn't move anymore, and so they this I have a video of this uh, where they did a Humvee convoy and they they uh, used actual 
um, you know, plans that they had that they, they have had they had have actually gone through and uh, an exercise and been attacked, and so they used that exact thing of what happened in that situation, and how would the how would you, you know, if it were to happen again or or new trainees that are coming in, hey, how would you have handled this situation, and so they they actually have a whole simulator where you're driving, you're you're shooting, you see people walking by, um, let's say in a in a town. Um, and and you're, you're watching to see what's happening and they're actually kind of simulating the exact thing that happened and, and seeing how each one of these people react. And you can actually shoot from the actual Humvee itself and it tracks all the bullets and everything else. Yes, and one of the cool things about a lot of this technology is, is that when they build it into these simulations is they, they combine a, a ton of different data. Just, you know, we, we're, all we're you know, used to seeing probably as video screens, but what they're doing is they're, they're combining uh, different data from, uh, you know, uh, uh, UAVs and drones and satellites and, and other technologies that they've got, and they marry it all together uh, and with other gathered data from all, you know, from real-time sources, and they they use the CGI CGI to combine it all into one graphically, uh, vi- you know, a visual medium that that we can that we can easily uh, you know understand and and interpret um, as the soldier is doing here. It doesn't look does looks kind of complicated to me, but I'm sure you know with his training, he knows exactly what's going on with all that data. Well, the, the good thing of of using CGI as well is is the the real-time data. So if you're if you're if you're doing like you said. Um, they're doing reconnaissance and they're finding out the mission and things have changed visually in, and there's, there's uh, certain weapon armaments or whatever they've put in certain places, or there's, there's um, civilians in a certain place they're using maybe as, as a, a cover, things have changed. And now you're just, you're going to be able to, to, you know, basically rehearse that mission before you go out um, and allows you, allow you to make those adjustments pretty quickly in the computer and just simulate those things and go through them. Another thing is um, you've got, the, I didn't realize, is they have um, actual weapons training. This, this particular simulator has an M24 machine gun, and you can actually get in there. They have the, the entire, uh, I believe it's the, you know, 360 degrees, if not a, around there, 270 or whatever. They've got a, a, a right around you with the screens, and you, and you have the recoil as if you're really firing an M2240. And it tracks at the very end of this. Um, you, oh, and it has reload as well. But it tracks every single one of your bullets and where it went. And you can, you can see how successful you were in actually uh, hitting these targets. Uh, really cool. I'd love to actually do that. That'd be really fun just to go in there and, and shoot some stuff, wouldn't it? Yes. And, you know, and that brings up another great way that CGI is used by the military, and that's in the creation of weapons, creation and design. They, they use uh, it to concept and, and design and even prototype uh, new weapons and technology before they're even uh, used. And, you can, and to the point of simulation, they, they simulate all these weapons to make sure that they have their, you know, they're safe for the user and that they have the, the right destructive capabilities. Uh, so they could do all the testing and refine their designs and, and under different conditions, you know, under cold conditions. They, they could do... Basically, they, they build the weapon in, in CG and, and uh, go through uh, all the testing that needs to go through before they even build the first unit. Uh, but, they also, but they know what to expect, and, and the, the, the simulations have been pretty darn close uh, to the, the uh, actual reality. And so this has turned out to be quite, quite a great uh, tool for the military as far as weapons go. Yes, and they can also, not, not just, as, just as, uh, you know, hitting or shooting targets and things like that, but also for mechanics to actually go in and, and learn how to uh, 
work on uh, parts of, of, of uh, you know, jets or helicopters or even work on all sorts of military equipment. Um, and then there's also weapons training. For example, how, how to uh, take apart your, your M16 um, and, 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 and all different types of weapons and how they're all put together. You can simulate it right there in the computer and, and um, you know, before you even actually go to an actual weapon itself and, and, and hold it for real. But it's pretty cool, all the different things you can do. Um, yeah, I mean the training the training scenarios are, are wide ranging. I mean they've they've got they've got warfare scenarios, Sean, that include uh, you know street warfare, where you go down the streets and you you you, you navigate structures and you, you have them navigate and clear buildings uh, and respond to enemy fire. It's it's pretty amazing. I mean they've they've got basically any scenario you, you could potentially come up with uh, for soldiers, and it's a really great great uh, technology. And and they use VR headsets. You know they put them. They, the soldiers actually wear VR headsets. I kind of like this guy here uh, to you know, go around and, and uh, immerse themselves into the training training scenarios. And, um, you know, even augmented reality is, is, is used where you actually use, you know, it's not an comp- entirely computer-generated simulation like, like say, a lot of us are used to on Call of Duty, but it actually is the real world with augmented reality overlaid so that all the soldiers, you know, can see the same threats and, and you can see, you know, it's, it's a lot more realistic that way. That's, that's, that's a pretty, pretty interesting use case. Yes, and going back to my other thing where I had the, the IEDs and the, and the uh, Humvee simulation, is there's other, other companies that are doing the same thing um, up to date is they're actually using um, mission, mission um, information and that, like I said, where they've actually gone in and had problems. And they're actually uh, programming that in the computer visually and then bringing that into Hollywood. Um, and they're actually having people who work in Hollywood actually filming for... Um, the simulation to make it more realistic. So it's, you know, you have that suspension of disbelief and it's a little bit easier to see, you know, if you're looking at a computer generated thing that looks like, you know, there's no textures and it's just kind of, it looks like it's, it's, it's CG versus, you know, hey, if, you, if you're looking at something that looks kind of real um, where they've actually filmed the exact uh, incidents and you're responding to those things, it really can, can give you a, a lot more um, feedback and you'll be understanding a lot more what's going on when you're seeing real um, landscapes and trees and, and rocks and things. Um, so that, that's pretty cool. But I always, that was one of the things that always bothered me is like, I would always see my game graphics, my video game graphics, and I would look at these military simulations and I'd go, why, are they, why do they look so bad you know, compared to a video game simulation? And a lot of times it's, it's, it's um, you know, funding and resources. Militaries, you know, has, they have limited budgets and even though you know you think that they're in the military and they have this unlimited resource and they buy you know they, there's something where they can buy hammers for thousands of dollars, wasteful stuff, but a lot of times it's it's the purpose of the audience. A lot of times those simulations are de- designed for a specific uh, purpose and and, um, and they may prioritize the creation of you know not prioritize the creation of highly detailed graphics compared to video games. Um, and then there's I don't think there's really necessarily technical limitations. I just think it, it's it's they've got. It's, it's hard to, um, once you spend millions and millions of dollars on the simulators, it's hard to go, okay, let's just bring in a couple networked PCs and, and, and do the same thing on those. I, I don't, there's no way to control it as, as easily as you could with the stuff that they've already got in place. Yes, and you know, to that point, um, Microsoft just recently sold uh, 120,000 augmented reality headsets to the U.S. Army. I think they, they paid uh, $22.9 billion dollars was that the hololens 
for it's a con that's a 22.9 uh you know sean i don't know i think it has to i think i i don't know what the actual product was uh but they're uh, they're and they, well these military headsets sean they're not they're military grade and, and to your point about cost these things have to be durable i mean they have to withstand i mean I guess for the simulations and the training, you you know you you don't really need they don't need to be quite as durable. But when you're out in the field and you're 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 you need something that that's durable and that can take punishment and and you know can be dropped in water and and all the stuff that happens in a combat environment. Uh, and and they're dropping the bucks. And so I, I think uh, and this twenty two billion uh, that they that they spent uh, they given to Microsoft is for combat ready augmented reality headsets, uh, not training. Uh, headsets so i it probably isn't the one that you would you, would you call it would you say it was oh hololens i know that uh, they they de they were developing it with uh the military i know that there's there's millions of if not you know hundreds of millions of dollars um that's yeah, that could be in there that could be in there I, I just don't know but it's it's definitely uh top top of the line state-of-the-art stuff yeah well i mean there's there's um i'm just thinking about some of the like i was going back to unreal engine and a lot of a lot of companies now are using Unreal Engine to uh, do their uh, simulation training because, uh, for example, there's one called Simcentric Technologies um, that, that uh, specializes in, in, in simulation-based military training. And the, one of the main um, authors of that, Tom Constable, basically the, the current VP of innovation of Simcentric, Sim, Sim, it's easy for me to say, Simcentric, <laughs> uh, also has a military uh, background. Um, and he, he did a startup called PTAC Interactive, and that, that basically provides military simulation. And he basically said, well, the same thing I was thinking is, why, why is the visual quality of military simulations not up to par with what's seen in a commercial video game? And so he said, okay, well, I'm going to go to address that. I'm going to go ahead and, and create un, uh, a, a simulation using Unreal Engine um, because of its realistic and high fidelity graphics. And so... Right now, there's a bunch of stuff they're working on. Um, uh, it's 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 effective, but it's safe and it's cost effective um, using this. But there's a lot of um, uh, they're still going through trials and to see how really how effective it really is and and testing and platoon level virtual reality stuff that they're using. Yes, well, some of that head head uh, head stuff heads up displays is is really incredible. And and to to your point about uh, Unreal and the gaming engines more generally speaking, they're using game engine tech to drive some of the new technology. Here's an actually a use case of that where, you know, you've probably seen in Call of Duty where, you know, your enemies are outlined in, in border, board, you know, big, big broad border outlines. And you can actually see in this, uh, in this real world and you're actually looking through the, the goggles, it's actually identifying targets with using that same style of visual representation. And it's really helpful for soldiers to, to, to determine exact threats and contours. Cause most of the time, you know, you, it's dark and all you can really see is contours. And uh, this this really uh, pushes the envelope for soldiers in, in in the battle environment. You can see how effective it really is. It, I wonder. You know, I wonder if they could actually uh, detail friend or foe. Wouldn't that be nice to have a little flag above them? This is an enemy. Or, or the, yeah, the, green, gr the green guys and red guys, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. The red guys are the enemy. Well, that's the, uh, that's probably the next step here, Sean. Uh, well, I know. They just yeah. can't show us everything that, that, that they've got. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, they'll be able to have um, simulated robots just go in there and, and take care of business as opposed to having, uh, you know, actual soldiers go in there as well. I wouldn't wouldn't want the, those guys to be, you know, just throw a robot in there and that way you can save your, your troops. Uh, but, that's, you know, a lot of... A lot of things that I didn't realize uh, the military is currently using for 
um, CGI simulations, basically to train medical personnel in the variety of skills such as uh, wound man mm. management, triage, patient transport. Uh, so basically medical training. Um, and so that's, that, that allows them to, again, practice their skills in a safe and controlled environment before being actually deployed uh, in real world situations. So that's, that's a pretty cool uh, op, you know, uh, use of CGI. So um, you want to talk about some of the future that's going to, going to happen? Sure. Yeah, I, this is one of the features I'm looking forward to. Is one Oof. of these cool <laughs> hollow, hollow, hollow deck. Uh, what do they call them? Not hollow deck, but holographic uh, representations of, say, the, the the battle arena or the the theater. Small hollow deck. Yeah. yeah I, 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 well, you know, the hollow deck would be very cool, and I think that's pretty much what the simulators uh, are, are, are accomplishing the VR and AR simulations. Right. But I think in a situation like this, it'd be cool to have a nice, nice kind of display that everybody could actually look at without using goggles. Uh, some type of, you know, some something similar to this, or, or um, you know, maybe a, a, you know, some kind of uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man uh, display. This is this would be cool for me. I think. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, you know, according to um, certain reports, uh, the military is actually developing its own version of, of the metaverse. Uh, not meta, you know, basically Facebook's company, but basically um, actually using what you said earlier is augmented reality. I think that's a virtual, uh, virtual reality and augmented reality is, is going to be really huge. Uh, there's, a, there's a company called Red Six, and they, they basically did a a, um, a uh, virtual reality, augmented reality um, headset, almost like you were talking about the F-35. Um, and and this, this allows them to train um, in an actual aircraft that they use called the, the Burkut uh, 540 jet that you're seeing right here. Now here's the headset, but uh, let me show you this video uh, from Red Six and they're using VR um, with uh, artificial intelligence. And so they, they basically created a simulator for a vehicle where you're wearing the headset in the vehicle and it's simulating cars around you. This particular one will actually simulate uh, uh, jets in the air with you. And so you're basically flying against a virtual jet in the sky in this jet and, it's, and you can shoot it down and you can do dog fights and you can do all sorts, they can program all sorts of simulations. This is rel relatively new. Um, which is really, really, really cool. I, th I thought this is a really neat uh, idea that they're they're working on right now. So, um, yeah, this is what you're going to see in the future. That's for sure. Um, and then, so, like you said, I wonder if um, you said uh, Tony Stark and and his uh, Jarvis system. Um, I wonder if that's what we're going to have in the future, especially with Chat GPT. Um, you know, there's a lot of talking to you. Yeah, there's a lot of great new technologies uh, that are that are you know being planned, and and one of them. Uh, you know, is the implementation of artificial intelligence systems into these defense systems. And you, you spoke earlier about autonomous, you know, killing weapons. Well, that's machine vision and uh, deep learning is, is, is part of their, part of their makeup. And, uh, you know, with, with AI, you know, com combined with AI, we're going to, we're going to see some pretty well, dark, <laughs> dark weapons, I think, uh, as far as autonomous weapons is concerned. That's scary uh, to me. I, I definitely, I mean, I know that they're, in some of the air combat, uh, you know, AI that they're using, where they basically can fly um, against the AI. Um, in fact, in 2021, there was a an algorithm, AI algorithm, developed by Heron Systems as part of DARPA, and they did an alpha dogfight trial. And 
those trials, they defeated a human fighter pilot in simulated dogfight. So, of course, because they, I mean, AI could do it faster and more effective. I mean, they know they they know all the situ, you know, the the scenarios, and they can calculate, you know, those scenarios and make a split. But you know, that's another thing too, Sean. Is how is it? How are these AI systems going to be making the decisions? I mean. Hopefully they'll they're they're because they're quicker and more effective they they they'll save lives and 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 make our military more effective but uh, you know I think there's going to be some un, there's always unintended consequences uh, right I, I think <laughs> looking looking at the you know right in front of you while you're flying or you know there, you've got a bunch of different jets and, and rather than have you have to make those decisions right away it's just going to give you prompts and information it's going to see all these different scenarios and things happening and it's going to feed you information almost like a Jarvis system saying hey. You got six jets at the, you know, this many miles away, and you know there's there's ships in the water here, and you're just kind of it's kind of informing you and helping you to make your decisions um, where you've got control of the weapons. I don't like the idea of having autonomous weapons at all. No, I don't. It's a pretty scary prospect. Uh, yeah, and we can't. Af- yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're making decisions, you know, separate from a human. Yes, uh, but you know we haven't we touched on deepfake technology and and how that's that can be used. Uh, do you want to touch on that a little bit? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, on, well on the positive side, deepfake technology can you know be used in the training simulations we've been talking about and and uh, you know do, do you know, different scenarios and psychological testing operations and and uh, you know actually media manipulation is probably the the best best area, uh, place for this and. You know, I, I think that on the negative side, you know, it could be used by our uh, enemies to to defake us. You know, I, I heard of uh, an instance where uh, somebody defaked some some military uh, maps and uh, you know uploaded them, got them, you know, uploaded to uh, was that Google? Uh, well, they they use Google Maps and and created fake fake maps and changed the terrain up. And you know, just think if those were. If those were uh, used, used or hacked, and, and and you know your your training and your your all your all your forces are think that it's using one map when it's actually you you know they they're they're looking for the target oh it's over there oh no they're using a deep fake map so right, hopefully they're not using you know publicly available images as for their um, you know <laughs> their military map training or well they know. actually created a deep fake of of uh, of uh, of uh, the president of uh, that Russia who was Russia fighting. You talking about Ukraine? Ukraine, the so president, uh, Ukraine's president. Yeah, they actually made a deep fake of him. <laughs> oh, you know, I did see that. Yeah, and you know how? Who's to know if the pre- You know that that's a gr- that's a pretty effective way to you know attack a population. Uh, anyway, I, I could see that. I could just see where that's going. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, definitely. Well, we want to uh, let you know that uh, we appreciate you stopping by our, our uh, podcast today. Again, we do them exclusively for you, and we had a great time. Answering Shelley's question, how is CGI used in the military? And uh, thanks for being part of it today. We hope you learned something new along the way. And uh, we believe that you should because uh, it's just cool to know new things. Uh, And if you did enjoy it, do us a solid and share it around with some of your friends. We believe word of mouth is still the best kind of advertising. So uh, hit that like button too, please. And uh, YouTube will help find other interested people that uh, like the things we talk about here on the CD Bros Insider Podcast. And if you've got a subject that you'd like us to discuss as well, uh, you can let us know by shooting to our website at thecgbros.com and over to the About Us tab and just click on that Ask Us Anything drop down, just like Shelly did. We're always looking to improve our podcast, so uh, we need your input. Please leave us a, a comment below, and if you do, no guarantees. Uh, we may even read them uh, at a future podcast. Uh, just in case you didn't know, we bring you a new and cutting-edge edition right here every week. 
where we discuss everything having to do with computer graphics, CGI, digital animation, and BFX, as well as other related and interesting topics. And uh, you can also find uh, audio versions of this podcast on all major audio podcast platforms as well. Be sure to check out the CG Bros YouTube channel, uh, our awesome channel where you can get your front row seat for some amazing CGI short film entertainment. Uh, and then created by some of the most uh, talented new media producers and VFX studios out there today. You can find um, some cool VFX breakdowns as well and behind the scenes and making ofs. Well, I know I'm speaking for you, Sean, and I presume not to do that, but I know uh, that we're both looking forward to seeing uh, you here for next week's podcast, where we'll be answering another great fan question. How does AI age and de-age people in the movies? Boy, a lot That's of stuff it. about AI. Yeah, I'll tell you what, AI is really making its move. Uh, yeah, it is. So don't miss it. See you then. Well, that does it for today. We sure hope you enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, how is CGI being used in the military? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please hit the super thanks button where you can buy us a cup of coffee. Please give us a thumbs up too. Be sure to leave a comment because we might share it on a future podcast and give you a personal shout out by name. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell. So you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. Oh, and uh, don't forget to tell all your friends that they too can enjoy the audio-only version on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Samsung Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. And here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more insider information delivered right to your inbox, subscribe to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, thecgpros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, how is AI being used to age or de-age people in movies? This has been episode 2307 of the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.